Good morning, guys. Jason here. We're uploading an episode of another podcast called Are We On Air on How Long Gone's feed. You might remember the host, Armand. He was on How Long Gone a few months ago. I don't know how long ago, but we were on his show. He interviews us. We play a bunch of music that we like, and it's very similar to a How Long Gone podcast, so we decided to just upload... You can go listen to all the other episodes of Are We On Air. Everyone from Them Jeans to Dua Lipa have been featured on there. So go check it out. Go follow it. And show some love to Armand. So here you go. If you could spend a moment some remarkable people and discover what the life sounds like, what would you ask? Welcome to Are We On Air, an audio encounter. I'm Armand Nafei, and each episode will feature one conversation with an inspiring friend of mine who will share with us the soundtrack to their life. beautiful people and greetings from beautiful Paris and welcome back to another episode of Are We On Air? Where to begin? Today is some sort of premiere here at Are We On Air as this week's guest is, well, another podcast. I got to chat with my friends Chris Black and Jason Stewart of the fantastic and super hype podcast that is How Long Gone. And I'm sure that some of you listeners had heard me on How Long Gone a good year and a half ago when I was invited as a guest to come on their show. And now it was time to return the favor. It's funny how our lives are in a way so entwined as so-called cultural tastemakers, jetting between Los Angeles and New York, working in similar fields with zillions of friends in common and hanging at the same dirty places. Yet it took us until the pandemic to actually meet. You see, our show started around the same time as the pandemic hit, where our worlds of nightlife, music, fashion and hospitality just stopped overnight and diverted us onto this audio platform that we call podcasts. We covered everything from what's happening and where to hang these days to Chris's and Jason's life soundtrack. From Rihanna to Jason's former life as a Persian wedding DJ <laughs> and Chris's dedicated life to Morrissey. But also where How Long Gone came from and what it is and where it's going. We gossiped, we laughed, we cried. Oh, what a joy. Now, before we get to it, as always, if you haven't already, then do follow us on Instagram at Are We On Air. Listen to all episodes and playlists on our Spotify and Apple channels and on areweonair.com. Now, in full How Long Gone manner, let's give the guys a jingle. Ah, uh, hello, 
live from Glendale. Chris Black and Jason Stewart here on the Are We On Air podcast. That's right. Oh. Wow, I, I I couldn't I couldn't tell that you were <laughs> making fun of us, and but then when I realized you started the sentence, with, <laughs> uh, and you're like, oh, okay, you're doing yeah, that's right, that's right. I love it, I love it. You should continue. You should stick with it, hundred percent. We don't worry. It's like I'm so over this. We're doing this one okay, more time. Good. All right, <laughs> Glendale. <laughs> this guy knows eight languages, Jason. If he couldn't, wow. if he couldn't do our one mom. of our fake accents, mm-hmm. I would be a little upset. You know. I, Typical American, me thinking the world revolves around me. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, welcome to our weekend. I think this is a premiere, right? I mean, we're, we're merging our worlds. I love when two podcasts <laughs> come together. Um, and I also love being the um, least known guest to ever appear on Are We On Air? So I'm happy to... I'm happy for representation for us little guys. No, you know? no, 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 that's not true. <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta do your thing. It's my charity. It might be, it might be tax deductible. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that's what. Yeah, you you pitch that when you're some of the bigger guests. You know, the dual leap is like this will be a write off. Something consider. to consider at the end of the year. No, but it's such. A, Have you had other podcasts on no, your podcast? No, this is before, a premiere. Arma? This is my my okay. first, and I think I maybe I should venture out. But obviously, it's also I've, I've been on your podcast, which I had a lot of fun with, and I hope I'll be invited back again mm-hmm. at some point. But I had a lot of people reach out to me afterwards, and I have to say. Even though you're called the broadcast, you have a lot of girls listening because a lot of girls came over to Are We On Air. Mm-hmm. I'm like, right on. That's right. We, you know, we've been hearing that feedback mm-hmm. more often lately. That's good to know, not only for our egos, but also for our advertisers. Uh, if any of you guys yeah. are listening, you know what I mean? Our demographic is a little yeah. better than maybe you once thought, you know? So thank you for pointing that out. Definitely. Yeah. And that the, the same reason why we got into podcasting is the same, re- you know, it's like there's nothing else. There's a window of opportunity there and we saw like there's no cool <laughs> podcast at all and we're, there still aren't any but we're trying the three, yeah. of, us, three of us <laughs> in the terms of the entire world of podcasts like of people who even know how to dress halfway decently you know and and also do a podcast i i have to tap uh, on our shoulders all of us at the same time i mean we pretty much started this podcast thing at the same mm-hmm. time i guess around april 2020 right when the yeah. when the pandemic hit something like that and in a way yeah. we have to thank in a way the pandemic it kicked us out of our comfort zone right <laughs> I've been. Let's give it up. Let's give it up for the global <laughs> pandemic. I've been, I've been giving millions? up for the pandemic the whole time. But yes, you're right. It did. It did. It did kick us out no. of, our, of our comfort zone. Terrible, zones. but yo, Bill. Bill Gates <laughs> saved my career when he created those microchips. Uh, I mean, no. I think that. I, I think you're right. I think it was. It was. Um, uh, I don't think it would have happened without it, though. To be honest, I mean, Jason and I had been yeah. obviously like we we have a we there's a precedent of this because um, he had his show Tall Tales and I would be a guest and we'd done that you know years and years ago and Jason was super early to the game, but I don't the idea was strictly some say too early some say too early <laughs> it was strictly stemmed from a little bit of like we have time this would be funny let's do it um, and and it, it worked out I don't know if you had the same 
experience or if you or if you'd been planning beforehand and it just kicked into gear uh well it, it it's the idea started literally a year before that like february 2019 or something that's why i had the first few interviews right in my pocket by the end of 2019 i was okay eventually i'm gonna release it but obviously when the pandemic hit, okay life is over as it was let's release it now so mm-hmm. you know also it honestly i don't know how it was for you guys you know because we travel, we work in the lifestyle sectors mm. and, and nightlife and fashion and whatever. But suddenly mm-hmm. not to have that, that creative output, it really, I was so happy that I had this weekly commitment to myself, really. Yeah. And I'm sure that was the same for you guys to just continue to create. It's, it's just like when, 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 when guys are in jail and they get buff and read a bunch yeah, of it's books. Exactly <laughs> same the same kind of vibe. With, with you the, just focus on yourself. Yeah, no, I mean, I I'm building, it, building the mind and the body. It really is. It really is true, though. It really is true. I think that it was a little bit of like a is something to look forward to as well on that, like a simple yeah. level. It's like, well, if you know, today is like, yeah, I can I can flirt with my kettlebell for an hour and a half, but there's 10 more hours in the day. So I probably should talk to Jason <laughs> and a friend for one of those hours. It's it, Chris. He, it, it only takes me 15 minutes to bleach all my fruit, so that is not eating up enough exactly. of the calendar. But you hear t- people talking about it now that enough time has passed, and they're like, yo, when, when the pandemic starts, it's like you either turn into a hustler or you turn it, you know, or like you start watching Netflix and ordering, you know, delivery. But, you know, a lot of people didn't have the privilege of choosing those two paths. They're like, my life sucks ass right now, and now it's like 10 times worse. And I had the privilege to be on like unemployment and all I did all day was get high and work out. And then, you know, so we had the opening to do this and I'm, I'm grateful for that because yeah, not for everyone sure. did. For sure. Before, I mean, obviously our way is about music, so we'll definitely mm-hmm. get to the music and to the soundtrack of your lives. But before we get into it, what does, <laughs> what, what is How Long Gone? What does it stand for? Where did these three words appear from? Oh, I, J- Jason, do you remember, I mean, I don't. You came up with it, right? I don't actually remember. Yeah, I remember the the first flame, but I don't remember how the two twigs rub together to make the spark. But it's it's sort of named after a, well, it's named after a, a country music song from a group called Brooks and Dunn. It's from the '90s, called How Long Gone, and the song is about like a cowboy who's whose old <laughs> lady ran off on him with some other you know, town sheriff or something like that. And he's sad and he's wondering when his chick's going to come back home to the ranch or whatever. And I don't know why. And then, so it was kind of like, how long are we going to be gone? Mm -hmm. So like our world, my DJ world, the club, the culinary arts, that was, that was my bitch that ran off on me. And I'm sitting at home like, when, when's the club coming back? (laughs) And then I found a karaoke instrumental version of the song so we could skirt around copyright laws and now this like shitty country music <laughs> karaoke song is our, we is play our anthem. It, yeah. You know, that's our we kid play it before that's our we, we play it before we come out on stage <laughs> at our shows. It really gets the crowd pumped up. You know what I mean? That's they really amazing. <laughs> It's like Rihanna diamonds. Yeah. It's just, it's ethereal. Not a dry eye in the house. The ladies are slipping out of their chair. Wow. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's go back to where it all started, guys. Let's go to the early days. All right. Okay. 
Uh, I think it's also the first time I have two okay. people at the same time. Uh, no, too many DJs. So you are the too many DJs of the States for me right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Those yeah, guys are fine. pretty good yeah, too. Fine. Yeah. They've made a couple of mashups. <laughs> not as good as mine. Soul Walk, Soul Walks is great oh, we though. Love, we love Soul Walks. <laughs> Earliest significant musical memory, guys. What was it for you that really oh, shaped you? I, I would say... For me, it's a little bit of of like '90s kind of top forty radio in the car with my mom, you know. So like a lot of Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Janet Jackson. Mm. I think that's where my penchant for like loving hits comes from. Like even though the genres change and the genres shift, <laughs> I think that era of music for me in a Mazda minivan in suburban Atlanta was like, I didn't know why I liked the songs so much, but then it's like, oh, it's because that, I mean, those are now you listen to those songs and they've, they've kind of stood the test of time, you know? So I think that, so do you, is it safe? Do you like hits more than you like music? Do you like just the best of everything versus kind of, the yeah. thing itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little more, I'm a little more focused on That's the cool. best. That's cool. you, you do like your popular music, right? You like your hits. I mean, yeah, here on the, I, on the... <laughs> I quite like popular music. I mean, I can go both, both, ends but i i think that the i think that at least in my lifetime i've seen it be like deeply uncool to like popular music and now it's fully become really cool to like popular music you know what i mean that's because people have become deeply <laughs> uncool the music the music stayed the same the audience I mean, got for, worse for someone being like in you know between new york and la and being in the creative world and you know you've been, you know the cool places you know sure it's kind of surprising that you're actually mm -hmm. that well it's like i mean look you're like we all talk about how great dua lipa is dua lipa is 100 percent top 40 pop music that's the reality sure. of what dua lipa is yeah. that's the reality of what lord is and all this shit that everybody talks about all the time whatever um i just don't think that was all no there's a difference between good and bad pop music though. i don't that doesn't make a difference to me though it's like at in 20 years ago a website like pitchfork would not be debating taylor swift's validity yeah. you know what i mean it wouldn't even be on the radar it wouldn't even matter <laughs> you know what i mean that's a good point so it's that's like a good point for that for us to be thinking that way like not judging them in the same way but like having a, a musical diet that contains all of that stuff i think is is makes me feel better <laughs> like i like all of it Bal you're you're you have you're well i'm balanced. well balanced the food pyramid which track should we play then for you chris you have to pick a track. Uh, you should play. Oh, yeah. oh shit! Um, <laughs> yeah. Which Mariah Carey song is it? No, I think we're gonna Dream Lover. I, actually, yeah, Dream Lover would be great. Yeah, Mariah Carey, Dream Lover is great. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. That's why we'll be back after that's this. That's why song. I only hang out with DJs because you know I'm more of a vibe guy. I'm not into the you know programming shit. He's a vibe guy. I'm the guy who twists the knob on the CDJs. Yeah, like this. a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs>
into I'll the find red. It. <laughs> For me, my earliest music memory, a lot of similarities with that. I was listening to, you know, popular female based, you know, music like that from, from the 80s when I was a kid. But like my my own personalized music memory was probably when Guns N' Roses' Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 came out. And then my brother and I were given money from my mom to go buy the mm-hmm. CD at the store. And that was the... We, my brother got one of the... It was a double album, of course. All of your <laughs> listeners know that one. My brother got one. I got the other. And that was the first time I was like holding mm. a piece of music that I purchased. So that's why it's always stuck in my head. And then, you know, Guns N' Roses at the time when I was a little piece of shit kid was the soundtrack to me, you know, blowing stuff up. So did did, and doing did all your kinds heart of stuff. Uh, cry when you just saw him at Stagecoach, Axel Rose? <laughs> that was Guy Fieri, I think. You got him mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Guns N' Roses play maybe like five years ago. And I mean, he looks fucking insane. He looks like Sonic the Hedgehog's grandpa or something. He's just... So much surgery, and he's got dreads and shit. This is something Jason. This is something Jason. I really diverge on because I hate Guns N' Roses Mm -hmm. and always have. I mean, they have hits. No, don't get me wrong, but I've always just found it to be like the most corny thing. And I also never had like, for whatever reason, I never had a moment with it when I was a kid. But most people our age did. You know what I mean? Because it was was just a wonder. It was just like Morrissey when you're a. Uh, you know an emo team it's like you either go down that road or you don't and when you when you do it's all in well i I should be defining because that's your job for today but (laughs) for me (laughs) it's like guns and rose and morrissey i think that's the perfect image between the two of you (laughs) (laughs) so he's chris is a gay nationalist and i'm an aging rocker (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly we represent these things perfectly you can't see this armand but my shirt is buttoned down to to my belt belly button it is, it is gucci uh so thank you for thank you and for kind of giving me a as platform the podcast, to share that as the podcast here. evolves <laughs> yeah. the buttons will kind of start popping off a little bit and by the end it'll yeah, be in the audience exactly, that's exactly. what we do yeah. i'll throw it i'll throw it out into the virtual crowd uh during the, i'll be, during I'll be the down encore. to my palace nice. calvins by the end of this thing sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> Which track? Yeah. Which Guns N' Roses track shall we play for you? I mean, there's too many to name, of course. Hit after hit. Um, but, I, I mean, it has to be November Rain, of course. Of course yeah, baby. yeah.
Actually, Chris, I have a song for you. There's a song called Get in the Ring from Guns N' Roses, and that's that's Axel's song that he's writing to the critics and the haters because it's some oh. it's something that that the modern man has to deal with in 2022 dealing with the critics and the haters. But back then you didn't have a platform you couldn't like tweet at them or Instagram or anything like yeah, that. So to he call had to, he had to take a pen to the past. So he wrote yeah, he wrote a song and got studio time and it's and it's him calling out critics and magazine editors That's great. saying like you're a you're a By bitchy name. little you know, punk, and I'm gonna. Wow, that's great. That's he nah, challenges them to like I, boxing. It's called get in the ring because he's like, "Come, I want to box you." It's great, Jason. We you need to get I'll switch, some, my, we need to I'll go switch my song. No more November rain. Get in the ring for Chris. That's a, that's a, like that's, a, great. that's love, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's love. That's a deep He's cut, Jason. That makes we're gonna rent out Conway this weekend to get some studio guys in and see what we can come up with. Mm-hmm. We're, yes. go, we're going after <laughs> we're going after the vulture guy on on wax. <laughs> I have to I have to on that note also tell my listeners who are not listening to How Long Gone that Chris has very strong opinions <laughs> and he likes to defend them on social media platforms. And I, you know, kudos to you in today's, I call it the neo McCarthyism to stand for your, for your grounds, you know, mm-hmm. and who cares? About I, thank you. I, I look, I stand. And a lot of those, you know, to, to bring it back to, are we on air? A lot of those opinions are music based. So that, mm-hmm. that, that does bode well for the rest of this episode. And a lot of his opinions are, counter to the common opinion that most people have so that's what's extra fun about it <laughs> he goes he goes down the road less traveled in terms of musical taste <laughs> a freedom fighter well, it's really cool to watch you know usually at this point i would ask my my guests how they would describe themselves in three songs but you're two so but we're still gonna stick with three songs and here's what we're gonna do you can each choose one song to describe who you uh, or how you'd like to be perceived. And the third one, who is or what is How Long Gone with one song. Basically, you're scoring your own life. Okay, so the song that would describe me, Neil Diamond's Solitary Man. Ooh. The Linda was mine till the time that I found her Holding Jim Loving him then Sue came along, loved me strong, that's what I thought. Me and Sue, but I do. Don't know that I will, but until I can find me, a girl that will stay won't play games behind me. And I'll be what I am, a solid. And the song that would describe us, our podcast, Rihanna, We Found Love featuring Calvin Harris. <laughs> <laughs> we found love and I hope 
knew that was I knew that would make it in here somehow. Um, Chris has what it takes I, to make me come alive. I don't. I this is really this is really tough for me because I I, I but I'm gonna have to say I guess I'm gonna have to say Cemetery Gates and fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say Cemetery Gates by the Smiths. Smiths yeah, or I Pantera mean, version. No, we're gonna go only Smith's version. I won't subject your listeners to Pantera. That would ruin the show. The Cemetery Gates is my favorite Smith song, and I think it's also just the perfect amount of melodramatic, which I like to think that I'm not, but I might be. I dreaded sunny days, so I'll meet you at the cemetery gates. Keats and Yates are on your side. I dreaded sunny days, so I'll meet you at the cemetery gates. <laughs> I love it. Did you did you go to uh, the Morrissey nights back in the days at Sway? Oh yeah, yeah. I went to yeah, I did. I mean, when I was in New York, that was before I that was before I lived there. Most when it was in its heyday. Yeah. But I mean, I've been to. There's an LA version. I've been to with Jason. I mean, I when I was a kid, like when I was in high school. My friend Ezra and I drove to Birmingham to see Morrissey. I went to the first comeback tour at, at mm. Apollo. I flew to New York in like Jeez. 2001 when I was like 18 or 19. I have a Smith's tattoo. I mean, it's not a game, Armand. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not a game. And it's it's truly, though, it is it is something that I feel like uh, it just really holds up. You can put on the Queen is Dead any time of day totally. at any point in your life, and it still hits. And like... I just there's not a lot of stuff like that from my youth that I feel like is totally timeless. Mm. I don't know. I, I just I can't I can't shake it. You know, at at 39, I still feel like I'm you know 14 and heard it for the first time. No, but I, I get it. It's timeless, and I think a, a really good art that stands the test of time is, is is priceless. I mean, I think that's the ultimate goal for any artist, right? To to be relevant in a way, even after your heyday. No, agreed. Right? It, and I just, well, I wonder though, that's what I, cause when I think about like the cure, the Smiths, Simon and Garfunkel, like Van Morrison, like mm. that stuff to me, I could listen to till I'm dead. I'm, I'm, I, I often think about like, what is, what, what I'm listening to currently will, will have that same effect. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and, but obviously things move faster now and, and, and it's just very different, but hopefully we still have those things that kind of make it all the way through, you know? Mm, yeah. And I have to say, it's probably not going to be Calvin Harris, but who knows? You, know? you don't fucking know that, bro. We, we were actually talking about the same thing with, uh, with, Paul, with Paul from Interpol last week, where yeah. we were talking yeah. about, because like the Interpol's music, I was like, wait a minute, like this shit came out over 20 years ago, some of it. And you put it on now and it's still... Like, and it hits. And it just like, yeah. and it's yeah. very similar to a Smith song where it's like, I'm yeah. rarely not in the mood to listen to it. If it randomly comes on, you're going to be like, eh, leave it, you know, it's good. And I, I was asking mm-hmm. Paul, like, is it possible to actively or proactively create music that you will you think will become timeless, or does it just have happen completely coincidentally, just like the Big Bang, like you did it and it happened? 
And you know, I don't think we'll ever know, but if you could figure out how to synthesize whatever it takes to make something timeless, then uh, then mm-hmm. you're on the right track. I mean, I have this this thought process or this conversation with myself and a lot of other people a lot of and um, a lot of times. And I think we are roughly the same age. We we worked and lived in the same worlds of New York mm-hmm. and LA and nightlife. And you you were DJing for many years. And and mm-hmm. and I was just thinking, looking at today's youth. And I don't want to be like the older crappy guy who's like shitting on everything, right? But I think technology really, in a way, killed killed the fun. And and maybe and I don't want to look at back twenty. We talk about Interpol twenty years, the indie sleaze period, as we call it. And I don't want to look back like nostalgically and being like the old guys. Like, oh, yesterday was much better because, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. course, they're great things about today as well. But how do you guys see it? Like, if you look at uh, at yeah, at I, our I think world the technology. Today. I mean, this I, we were talking about the same thing as well, maybe with Paul, but like you know, cell phones, internet. And the ability to have everything at your fingertips did make things less fun because there's no anticipation. There's no, I can't wait until this thing happens because everything happens instantaneously. And then also the internet is just the metaverse and they've found a way, like here's a way to have as much fun as you want, but it's always like fucking with the condom on, you know, like the real world that was pre-cell phone, pre-social media you know, bad things are going to happen, but it's going to feel so good and it's going to be really, truly fun. There is some danger. You might be hurt physically or emotionally, but it's going to be real. And then you're never going to be hurt on the internet, actually, but it's never going to really be fun either. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I think there's truth to both sides. I mean, I think that no matter what, everyone is always going to be nostalgic and think that that, that their heyday was the best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like the fact that <clears throat> I think it's also like, some of the music holds up for us, which makes it feel a little better. You know what I mean? Like the Interpol, like inter- being able to listen to Interpol or the Strokes and being like, oh yeah, this is still good. I wasn't wrong. Totally. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like that, that's, that's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like I said the, the other day, and then it's like, well, clap your hands and say, yeah, I'm all set. You know what I mean? It's like, like I don't really need that. You know what I mean? But, but I, such a long time. <laughs> like, I but I do think. If only we could take this knowledge that, and, and put it into like real estate or stock purchases instead of like. Yeah, something important. Guessing yeah. which something indie important. band from Brooklyn is going to be tied. But I think. <laughs> But I think that there is something about that that time in your life when when if you're if you're doing what we were doing, music was like the driving force totally. for all of it in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Like whether it was going to a show, whether it was like working with it, was it whether it was DJing, whether it was throwing a yeah, party, socially whatever it was, it was kind everything of, socially revolved yeah. around music. And I, so everything revolved around music. And I think with it, with the the some of this, the, the technology developments and where we're at now, music just isn't that thing anymore. You mm. know what I mean? It's like it's been it's been diluted in this way where music isn't isn't the great like gathering force that it once was. It's you a know? viral TikTok. And I now. think that. Yeah, so I think what we're actually nostalgic for is is the fact that there was like almost a guiding light mm-hmm. in this way and it was music and it was like a little bit simpler and it was less competitive and it was it was that was what it was about. And I think that's mm-hmm. more what we're nostalgic for than the drugs or like the the actual fun <laughs> or whatever mm-hmm. it yeah. was that we th- that we th- that we think about, you know, in tandem with that. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. You the music used to be the thing. And now the music is yeah. 
a means well, you were, to I, a I selfie. Don't, identifying with the music, like in terms of more than just the music itself, like the way you dress, the way the people you hang out, yeah, what totally. venues you were going to. You mm-hmm. know, I think it, it really played a, a more of a 360 role in your life. Whereas today, oh. and I, I talk about this a lot on the pod with other guests as well. I think we live in this like pick and choose streaming generation where you put together your playlist and you pick the favorite bits. And I think like looking at someone like Billie Eilish, I think is a great example of if you looked at her, like for instance, looks, how many influences are in her sound and her looks. You see emo, see mm-hmm. punk, see hip hop, you see electronic music. It's all like blended in because there's little bits and pops of everything. You know, I think mm-hmm. that is a great representational image of it. I might be wrong, but I think that's my... A broad inclusivity of everything. Yeah. I think, I think that makes it too homogenized because back in the yeah. day, it would be like, I, I love it when <laughs> something has a drive and focus, like on NTS, I listen yeah. to mixes and it's like, the mixes that are going to be timeless and going to be chosen and listened to forever is like, here's a music of this type of music. Like, here's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Australian new ambient music for one hour or like a heavy metal music or Latin mm-hmm. jazz, whatever it is. And the mixes that's like, this is techno, ambient, trap, drill, funk, new wave. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, this is just but every. It's why- just so broad that there's no... Yeah. We need more exclusivity, not inclusivity. And I don't mean that in a bad <laughs> the way. Same, the same reason that Billie Eilish is homogenous to us is the reason that she's insanely popular, popular. on like a global yeah. scale. That's the, yeah. the, that's the thing points. about that. It's Touch like, points, touchdowns. It's, Touch it's the gift and the curse. But I think if you're like 13 or 14, you don't know yeah. why you love it so much, but you just do. So when, it, and, and when it's so homogenous, to me, it's just like everyone loves pizza. You know, it's like... it's 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 universally loved by everyone the music of Billie eilish but there's so (laughs) little to clamp onto that it identifies you with no identity it's like you like pizza too that's so crazy we have so much in common let's be friends like it's a thing that everyone likes you know so there's so there's nothing to chew on how every conversation starts at coach yeah no i mean but it's like well it's like we it's like we talk about i mean that's like what we're just talking about like when you know, when you're 12 years old and you're at the beach with your parents and you see another kid in like a black flag shirt or a Misfits shirt, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, this exactly. is my man. Exactly. Like, we're going to be friends for the week. We're at the beach. If you see someone like, with a Billy Eyes shirt, you're like, you got one? You got a Billy Eyes shirt? You know, you might, might as well <laughs> yeah, just say the yeah. gap on it. <laughs> yeah, and that that is different for sure. Um, but I think that that is more to do also with like the availability of music to us at this point and like how easy it is to have access to this stuff and it, it just doesn't it's just, it's just no as easy to listen anymore. to black flag nowadays or it's so much easier yeah but I, like I, the fact that a lot of music i listened to in middle school i had to put cash hidden in a piece of paper in an envelope and send it to someone mm-hmm. and then wait two weeks to receive a tape a cdr or a record in the mail mm-hmm. that's a that's a high barrier of stickers wow, you know yeah. what <laughs> hopefully some free stickers at least some free stickers but yeah it was like a, it's such a the high barrier of entry to get to the music itself in general to even hear it yeah it just i mean that's some age shit for sure and i love the access of course like i love being able to listen to anything i want all the time and that's like a beautiful thing but it just changes the perception and it changes the fandom and it changes mm-hmm. the tribes that genres create mm-hmm. yeah yeah if Agreed. you see someone like when you're a kid you see somebody with a a rare band t-shirt that you like, you're probably going to have enough in common to form a lifelong friendship. But nowadays, if you mm-hmm. see that 
you know, a guy wearing a black flag yeah. shirt, you're like, bought at Urban Outfitters. There's a small, yeah, there's a small chance that I will yeah. even want to have a coffee with you, let alone. Why do you like? Oh, that's oh, you like which? What's, what's your favorite album? Oh, it just it just really fits with the Amiri's. Like it just, I, I just the logo looks good with the pre rip. I just thought it looked. You know what I mean? It's punk. I saw that. <laughs> I think it was like somebody my on my Instagram recommendations reels, whatever. I think it was what's his name, um, the baby or little baby or one of those babies, yeah. And <laughs> and then and then okay. and then one kid went up to him, like, dude, I'm your biggest fan. Like, I love your music. And he just turned around, like, super does not give a fuck. It's like, okay, what's your favorite song? <laughs> I like that. He's like, I like that. When somebody <laughs> says, when somebody comes up to me and says they love How Long Gone, be like, all right, what's your favorite episode? Favorite episode? <laughs> exactly. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. <laughs> which, was, which one is your most popular episode till this day? And who was the worst guest? You have to tell me. <laughs> uh, you were the worst well, guest. The most popular episode was Lena <laughs> Lena nice. Dunham. Probably yeah. was got the most. I mean, most streams and downloads. Probably the Lena Dunham episode. Diplo nipping at her heels, maybe. Le- Lena was very fun to podcast with, and I think that's the beauty. I mean, you know how this goes. It's like sometimes we. I knew she would be good, obviously, because she's a fucking professional. Like I yeah. know Diplo is going to be good. Yeah. He's a professional, yeah. but it's also like our hope is that they're giving us something that they're not giving other people. And that doesn't mean like mm. information or like no. tea. It just, it just means a side of themselves that, that maybe we don't see, or we uncover, or we're able to uncover some interest. We're able to or, co-works. Yeah. Pull that, pull that yeah, snake exactly. out of the hole. Come on. But, but Jason, and I talk about this all the time. I, I don't think honestly, as the host, it's your responsibility to never have a bad guest. Totally. Mm. That That's kind of how I feel it. Like, yeah. Like, it's like, look, our job is to make this interesting for not only us, but of course the listeners. And like, if somebody is not playing ball, then it's up to Jason and I to pick it up and fucking push this thing across the finish line. Totally. That's really what it is. I I kind of envy you guys because you have each other. You can, you can, you're like the psychics to each other. So when there's like a lull moment, you can just. Mm-hmm. bring the there's ball a, back there's up a, right? there's an Pick extra person on the team yeah, yeah so true. i think that's very helpful and th- i think i mean we're doing this over zoom right now even though chris and i were together just now in la and in new york but um <laughs> uh, i i try to avoid the zoom thing right now because i'm better in a room with somebody or with an audience i mean that's where really my strength is because i've been doing this for like what 20 years being a person in the room with music mm-hmm. or without right so yeah. Uh, yeah. i can yeah. use my charm and my personality as well and maybe we have a little vino and we sit by the bar it's suddenly mm-hmm. a different it becomes more of a and again none of us are journalists and that's why i tell people i'm not here i'm not a i don't care about your promo stuff i try to pe- get people who are not on the promo schedule you know mm-hmm. like yeah, i just want to chat with you like as a person as a human being and of course the main common denominator is music here but in the end of the day it's just like getting to the mm-hmm. interesting stuff you know well, that's the beauty i mean that's the the thing about music too it's so it's such like a general you know umbrella yeah mm-hmm. like with within within with you know you're able to work from that pretty pretty it's easily. a language so it's, for all emotions things. yeah i mean it's it, a heart it really opener is. i say it's a heart opener oh, it's a heart uh, opener know, okay. it is. yeah yeah. It is. Damn, you sound like, look, we're not going to sleep with you, so chill out. Okay, Baby, it's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he's like, my, my sensuality doesn't transfer over Zoom quite as well. <laughs> you can't really smell uh, me via the screen. Jason's already naked sitting in a sauna now. <laughs> That's guys, right. You guys still this is. <laughs> <laughs> 
god. Um, well, you know, I was just in LA for the past few months, and I only see Jason hang out outside of horses, and uh, I, I meet J Chris mm -hmm. for coffee. <laughs> But uh, tell me, what's happening in LA? Does, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously I was gone during the pandemic. I left during the pandemic, and I came back, and it really feels a bit. The air is a bit out. The energy is a bit low. And mm -hmm. when I speak to people in New York, they're like, oh my God, LA is so done, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. That, you know, everybody says something about any city. Mm -hmm. Give me what's happening. I mean, your ears and eyes are on the street. What's happening? Is it, Where's the air? Where's the juice? What's happening? Come on, baby. <laughs> I mean, we've been out. We've been out every night for the last six months. There, I mean... I don't think it's ever going to have the same energy that New York has. It's just not, that's just not what it is, mm -hmm. but I think it's, it's, it's own special thing. And that's why we're all here. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jason's here cause he's never left, but it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm here because it's, because it's, it's own. That's not it's that its funny, Armand. I've traveled the world. Okay. I'll just he's run it off. He's traveling my bed somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, look, there's, there's shit happening, but I do think to an extent it's, it's, I mean, we've seen a lot of music. There's a lot of, It's restaurant stuff. Like you said, it's like going to horses. It's going to GG's. It's going to Sunset Tower. It's like, that's what it is. I think the nightlife element like is a little bit, I mean, you know, I, I don't know, Jason. It's, well, the nightlife I, element it's in, either like, in New York is a little tricky right now as well. I mean, I mm -hmm. think the difference, like in New York, it's like you're going to go out and there's like, what are we going to do? Like what, wherever the night takes us, we're going to go to 11 bars and you know, smoke some cigs, whatever. And, and in LA, you have to do package deals, especially after COVID where mm -hmm. everyone like is so weird with their time and social anxiety. They're like, okay, I'm going to see Haim at the Hollywood Bowl. We have a <laughs> dinner reservation at Kismet at 6.45. We'll have enough time to drink our wine and then here and then the parking lot and I'll be home in time to watch, you know, Succession. And that's, that's like LA life. But then there's still everything. There's still like downtown warehouse raves. There's still, you know, yeah. underground house When was the last time parties. you went to a downtown warehouse rave? It's been a while. Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> it, look, I, I, I went to a show downtown. I mean, I, we have been seeing, honestly, we've been going to, like, we, yeah. you know, we, we saw... We saw snail mail. I, I did go to Heim at the Hollywood yeah. Bowl with Waxahachie. What else did we do? We've we've seen a lot of shows lately. What else did we do, Jason? I don't fucking remember. We, oh, uh, the Lemonhead, the, the Lemonheads, and Jawbreaker. So it's like that is happening because I think that stuff is like back. Yeah, yeah. But like that is where the night ends, and I don't I don't think it just ends for us because we're old. I think the night kind of <laughs> ends. You know what I mean? Like without having to search for a house party in the hills where you see, you know blood orange on molly it's like i, I don't <laughs> there there have been some really like all there, there's no there's not a lot of parties just to party it's uh, like come to my yeah. activation my opening my what you know it has to be all tied in with purpose driven. My, i mean the city is purpose driven, immer right? immersive pop-up but i'm okay yeah i'm okay i'm okay with going to dinner at, at seven and hitting the you know the gym at Porsche Remoa event you know what I mean totally. to hear Pedro play fucking Rihanna before I go home for 45 Sounds minutes good. it's like that's fine with me and that's literally what I do and that's totally fine with me like you know what I mean like I don't see a problem with that no. but I also think that the option I mean when Jason and I are in New York together you know we will go to like we went to our friend Greg Kay's birthday party on the Jane roof. And that was like a fucking proper party. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like full of fucking freaks, people smoking cigs outside. Everybody's on ketamine. They're playing the most insane music. Like Franz Ferdinand is playing. And I'm like, it's not ironic. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's like, ironic. but it was, <laughs> the DJ I had made to look, I had to, to touch a lot of <laughs> 
Yeah, they, like, yeah, they but it was fun. Music like, up. I think you know TikTok fucked up the club too because everyone everyone will like here's a song that you guys like. I made it super fast or I made it super slow, and then now suddenly <laughs> they invented a, a whole new world of music. But that's what people want to so, hear. They want to hear the the slightly altered thing. When you were still DJing, Jason, when you were like a touring famous DJ. Mm-hmm. What was your highlight? What was the biggest show? What was like one uh, gig that stuck with you? And what were, what were you playing? I mean, I've had, I, I like, I played like fest, like EDC and things like that. So like playing in a huge festival crowd on a huge stage with, you know, thousands of people. We call that, we call that big room EDM. <laughs> Armand, you're probably familiar with that. Even though it's an outdoor field, it's still considered big room. Yeah, right, Jason, right. I just want to be clear. Right. There is big room, okay. big room house. I want to give you your flowers. I want to give you your flowers while you're still with us. I made, it, I made it to the big room, the big show, we call it. <laughs> uh, so those ones are always memorable because you're like, wow, crazy, but always the most fun, memorable to you shows are just something, you know, some random ass night and everything, uh, the stars align. I can you know? say, I can say my most memorable Give it to me. them jeans DJ set for sure. I have a feeling is I know the, what it is. is. Yeah, this was, we were in New York and this was at a, a gay party called Holy Mountain. And <laughs> Jason, what time did you go on? Maybe like, like two. Yeah, around two or something. It was late as fuck. For me, I was like, I can't believe I'm still out. I'm not even getting hit on by guys because I'm dressed like a cop in like a not hot way. And it's like everybody's wearing fucking people look insane. You know, people get like yeah, dressed up. This is like some Studio the 54. Like, and they can't fit through the door because they're like bat wings or something. wings. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're wearing six inch platforms with bat wings, no shirt. And it's a good, it's a really good party. Like it's actually fun. And Jason, uh, gets on and absolutely shuts this shit down because the the problem with DJing and you know this and I I'm not an expert but what happened was it was like hot people started putting playing songs and that was considered DJing but <laughs> someone like Jason who really knows what he's doing if you follow four of those people and you know what you're doing people lose their fucking yeah. minds because they don't yeah, understand yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm. but the peak of the night which we've talked about many times in our podcast is Jason playing the Smiths into the Sex and the City theme song <laughs> and watching while while like smoking a cig and the room just levitated in this way where they're like I can't believe this guy how did he do this like how did of he course think he's to do straight. this you know it's <laughs> of course he's straight I can't even suck this guy's dick you know what I mean so Alexander Wang tried but his doctor was there I've seen Jason blackout on stage a handful of times there was once in LA at a party where it was like a thousand people and he was doing like the full hip-hop like you're gonna hear 30 seconds of each song for an hour oh, yeah, and that's yeah. all you're gonna get I remember and just like going crazy it's because i know him obviously but like there's such a difference between people who like really dj and people who play music you yeah, know and totally. i think that's something that we've that line has been blurred i mean in now, a way that, that wait, maybe I mean, it shouldn't have been i mean I always you remember back in the days at Beatrice when they just had iPod docks at some point. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and I kinda, that's the, I mean, I mean, in a way, I love it because it was about the crowd and the community, and everybody can jump on and play. Yeah, yeah. it's like a house party, right? For that reason, I, I think it was great from mm-hmm. a, and a musical standpoint. 
it's like wh whoever was cool right now bring two iPods and there was a mix in between. Yeah. I think that then afterwards uh, from when Beatrice was what 2007, eight, something like that, and then like the boom boom room era started. Suddenly you had all like the cool kids, like the misshapes and stuff that suddenly were now mm. brand. The brands were interested, so they're looking for the imagery. A lot of the kids, right, the cute girls. That was mm -hmm. pre-social media, so there was no social media following, but they you had like, be a yeah, ugly I mean, DJ I want like some chunks of the world, you know? Yeah, I want to hear Harley Vieira Newton play like <laughs> 60s soul music yeah. and look hot. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm good totally. with that. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. It's just a I'll different thing. I'll be at that thing. coach like, party, totally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If coach wants to pay you $25,000 to wear a dress and put on a playlist, like I'm with it. Like I wish I was getting that offer, well, you know. Speaking like, of the of I the iPod it. docs, one of the most memorable DJ sets that stuck out to me was uh, I was playing a friend's wedding. It was a Persian wedding, very you know, like super traditional down, you know, as Persian wedding as it could get. And I remember showing up and they're like, "Here's the playlist." You know, make sure you play all these Persian dance hits because, like, the crowd will, like, literally kill you if you don't play any of these. You know, if you miss, you know, you'll get you'll get Apollo yanked uh, off uh, the decks if you don't play Persian yeah, just hits like, volume like, one. Like ten grandmas will just start pulling me down into a well or something. I love so, that they booked you for a Persian wedding though. Let's I think let's start there. Well, it was a it was a per, it was a friend of mine. Who happened okay, to be okay. Persian as well, and it was okay. also also Armand. I, I want to be clear: Jason is a known entity in the Persian community of Los I Angeles. I keep hearing. He's, I mean, the mm -hmm. Persian restaurant industry wouldn't survive without him. I keep hearing on the podcast. That's right. That's I right. I love that's that. Right. We have to talk that's about right. Persian cuisine with you in a minute, but continue. Yes, Baba. Yes, yes. Oh, June. <laughs> Jason June. Uh, Jason June. So a friend of mine. Her name is Sunny Shokre. She got married. It was it was maybe like eight years ago or something like that. It was at the Ace Hotel downtown in the theater, like the full size theater. You know, I don't know, three thousand cap or something like that. And that was a ceremony, and the reception was in like the hallway area. And I remember I rented sound the sound system and DJ gear from my my normal rental guy, and we couldn't get the Serato to work on my laptop for some reason. Mm. Just. An hour, Story just sweating. Life, yeah. I'm wearing a suit. This is this is pre this is pre USB sticks. Obviously, he doesn't I use computer. No, he's a real DJ. I know that drama. Like, I, yeah. It's a so it was one of those things yeah. that just couldn't work, and people started to arrive. And this was like pre. This is before dinner. Like this is at like five o'clock, and basically they're like, play the fucking music now. And I was like, <laughs> I can't get the Serato. They're like, I don't care what Serato is. Play the music, you motherfucker. And I, so I literally just pull up iTunes and there's 10 songs and they're just the most insane song titles of all time, you know, <laughs> just like, oh, like five f words in Farsi that you've never seen. And then it's like hyper extended trance Euro dance 1990 edit. And then like, like V17 Rogers, and, you know, just like so crazy. And I just hit play on the first song and the whole place is you know, kissing me like, we love you, Jason, we love you. And the song finishes and then the next song plays on iTunes. And then, you know, by half, like halfway through this, these 10 songs, you know, it's like 11 minutes because they're just like, boom, boom. And then people start stage diving, crowd surfing. Someone jumped off a balcony into the crowd. It was, I mean, it was like, the most lit DJ set of my life. And then what, I was like, there's two more songs left. Like, what do I do? And they're like, play it again. So we, I just played the just same 10 songs 
And then we had to stop. I had to get on the mic and yell because now it was time to have dinner. Like the sun was still out. Like the party hadn't even begun. And then I just played those same songs all night and people are just ripping their shirts off, pouring champagne on each other. It was, it was, it was I memorable. love the per. I, I love this. Is the, this it makes the person. Like me so much. That's blood. <laughs> the Persian community has it figured oh, out. Dude. Food is good. They like to party. They're not even particular yeah, about that. I, I care about three things. Food, tequila, and dance. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. What, what were we the playing? Trifecta. Give me one of those Persian tracks to remember. Fuck no. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, play something. I'll, play, I'll pick something of that. It's probably it was like Andy or something, like early nineties. Like the keys are very heavy still. It's like a yeah. Casio, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, he got a Hollywood. He got a star on the Hollywood Water, Walk of Fame. Okay, Andy. we love to see. We, <laughs> Hopefully, there is a little gugush. Uh, gugush oh, is tight, right? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get gugush on the pod. Damn, Gugu's I mean, still alive? Wow. Yeah, man. I saw her at the Hollywood Bowl a couple of years ago. I mean, and is she it was fine? hilarious. She's fine. <laughs> she was fine. That's cool. That would be very cool. That would be very cool I know. for you. That's very uh, what I does Gugu's mean in English, or is it just a cute word? Oh, you're asking me too much. I should ask my mom. But mm. um, it kind of sounds I mean, like va- like a vagina kind of thing, like name, a, a term of endearment. Nickname? It might be a nickname. I'm not sure to be honest. Mm-hmm. But she's it's like the Beyonce of the name. Orient. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It does sound like a. It just sounds like whatever a Persian, like the 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 wasp nicknames of the East Coast. It oh, sounds like a Persian uh-huh. version of that, like bunny. Yeah. Bunny. Yeah, bunny or pookie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it kind of sounds like a Persian version of that. Honestly, I've never seen so many Persians in one place at the Hollywood Bowl when Google. There was a comedian before, and it's like, the, and he was saying the Hollywood Bowl probably has never seen so many Mercedes Benz in the parking lot. Oh. And, <laughs> and, and, it's, and, and perfume everywhere. I'm like, uh-huh. I had to, like, close it. was perfect. I was like, I'm home. Chris, <laughs> one of your most memorable nights. Give it to me. And what was playing? My, my most memorable night. De- probably in your party heydays, huh? My, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think my party heyday was mostly Atlanta and then early New York at like lit when you could like lit. smoke cigarettes oh, and it God, was like yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah's. Or there was like a there was a party in New York on Sunday nights at a place called Bar 13 in Union Square. Mm. And it would be like Jimmy Fallon and Julian Casablanca's just so coked out and like the white stripes are DJing. It was just that that era for sure. Amazing. But I I mean my most my like Real party. The early days was at a place called MJQ in Atlanta, which is like a legendary club in Atlanta. And you like, it's basically like a, a shack and a parking lot. And then you walk down and it's like, in, it's underground. It's like under a parking lot. And Wednesday nights were were like Britpop night, basically. So it was like 
you can imagine me like 20 pounds heavier um off six vodka sodas and a couple redheaded sluts a nice bag of cocaine <laughs> in my pocket they got we're playing pulp we're playing stone roses we're playing oasis we're playing blur so it's like all my formative shit exactly exactly but I'd heard all these songs, you know, I'd listened to all these songs so many times, but like I'd never heard them in that environment. You know what I mean? And the DJ wasn't even good. He played the same shit every week. But yeah, it's every like, week the, this the is song fire. and goes, playing. and everyone's like, yeah, and exactly. then, then, then there's a, girls and the boys, exactly. and the girls and the boys. But boys versus girls. And so we would, every Wednesday, without fail, religiously, I would go to that party. And there was like a, there were two rooms, of course. You know what I mean? And the, and the, the Britpop was usually in the smaller room, which which was cooler. But then you would... W- That's the finger bang room as well. Exactly. So, But then the secret was the bathrooms were always full, as you can imagine. But you could walk through the big room. And then if you, if you were good at MJQ, there was this staircase to nowhere. There was like a staircase by I the stage that. that just went up yes. to like a brick wall <laughs> and that's where you could really that's where you could really take your time you know what uh, I'm saying you didn't have to rush because people had to pee or whatever uh, so if you were really doing it you'd be like to flex with a chick you'd be like oh just come with me you know what I mean do you want to come hang out with all the, the, drug, back the drug addicts at the stairwell <laughs> yeah, you, Ooh, you, you do a couple you do you do you do a couple bumps in the stairwell while you hear Bowie in the background, and then you just make it back down. It's it kind of smells that's like what nightlife should here. be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what nightlife yeah, should be. Fun. But a combination of of MJQ on a Wednesday and Saturday night in Atlanta, and then that era of New York. There's also a bar called Black and White that was like kind of the same thing. It would be like you know a hot guy that looks like he plays keyboards in black rebel motorcycle club you know what i mean djing and then it's like the olsen twins and kirsten dunst having vodka sodas and everybody's like young and goes to nyu and rich (laughs) and on coke and to me it's like that's that's what nightlife is all about you know what i mean so we're gonna play blur i guess right yeah, you can play Blur. Yeah, you can play Blur. Yeah, uh, that's fine with me. Right. Yeah, song number two. I mean, you know, nothing nothing goes off in the club in 2002 like that guitar riff. Mm-hmm. That It's just true. It's just true. It holds up. It holds up. things are slightly tamer and we're not that ragey anymore <laughs> and one thing we have in common and i love about you guys and i hear it on the pod as well and obviously chris and i we 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 had some business meetings in the past <laughs> you guys are hustlers i love it you're like hustling uh not only work-wise, no one's ever called me that but, before but thank you 
Well, <laughs> let me finish my sentence. I hustle enough for both sentence. of us. And <laughs> let me finish my sentence. Not only work-wise, but also in the gym. So maybe at the gym is where you hustle. Ah, okay. But, um, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What's your go-to um, track that gets you pumped up, oh. either in the gym or in the boardroom? Oh, Jason, go ahead. What gets me pumped in the gym or in the boardroom? I like that. Well, I try Jason, not to get Jason's pumped. unfortunately never been in a boardroom, <laughs> so he doesn't really know. Uh, for me, when I work out, I'm 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 ambient music. I'm listening to ambient music or or okay. podcasts. But like, whenever I'm in that situation of of being in the gym or being in the boardroom, I'm I'm more trying to slow my brain down. Like, I know there's a lot of good stuff going on up here, but it's too much. So I need to kind of calm it so it can be a little bit more focused and honed in. So so I'm, I'm kind of like how you give a, a spastic person Ritalin and it chills them out. I kind of get pumped on some ambient music if it if it starts kind of being... So you're, so you're listening, you're popping Eno in yeah, the beats. Are you listening to Aphex Twin or what? Yeah, little Aphex Twin, Eno, you know, all those guys and gals. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, do you want me to pick a song song? Well, you can. Is, <laughs> you for the purpose to. of this program, I think it would make the most sense. <laughs> I just didn't know because I know other segments, you know, you, you we yeah. had an assignment and this one's a little more free-flowing. But I, there's, a, there's a record or an album from Bibio. He did a, oh, an, an ambient album yeah. maybe like four or five years ago on Warp called Phantom Brickworks. Mm. And that's that's one of my favorite just front-to-back ambient records where everything is kind of hypnotic. Everything is, is just kind of, you can lock in and then... Snoopy. <sighs> Yeah, gyms and and music is sorry, Chris. Uh, gyms and and music is a is a big topic for me because obviously through my work and like music curation stuff, I do a lot of gyms and I hate like I hate to say like equ like Equinox and stuff like that where they just blast super loud, trashy like pop electro mm -hmm. mixes. You know, everybody's listening to their own stuff anyway. No, no, that's always my thing where I, I notice, I look around, I'm like, I'm the only person who's not wearing headphones right now and I could do whatever I want. I could just what, yell But that's why I think it should be more like no a neutral soundscape, you know, because everyone's doing their you. own shit anywhere instead of like trying to force yeah. something upon people, you know? 
No, I agree. I go the opposite way of Jason. I want the most pumped up shit possible because I'm listen to <coughs> fall out boy. off pre-workout. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, so it's weird. I either go back to my to like I, I do. I listen to a lot of Rancid. Actually, I think Rancid has like five or six songs that are kind of perfect for running or or gym from, stuff. From Let's Go. But I also hopefully. listen. Salvation okay. is a great okay. Rancid yeah. song yeah. on that. And also, Graduate by Third Eye Blind. That record is a classic for me in the gym. And then there's there's some other there's of course some hip hop actually big drip by Five Year Four and who we just had on the podcast big drip big drip I fell in love with a lit bitch hey crip shit hey she wanna suck on the lit dick hey 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 couple bitches I get lit with couple bitches I get lit with I bitch spin I give a fuck who you bit with hey 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 they loving the style they loving the style send me the Addy I'm hunting them down send me the Addy I'm hunting them down bow bow uh, drop by a guy named Rich Boy, an unfortunately forgotten rapper from Alabama. My Maserati and Ferrari like to chill with my Mercedes. See my Bentley, what I got with my two Phantoms had a baby. Ain't that crazy? Why you lazy? I get sober like Miss Daisy. Fuck you, pussy nigga. Pay me my limo through by two ways. Thought you selling, heard you telling. Thought you killing, why you stealing? Thought you dealing, why you chilling? You ain't balling with a million. But yeah, I mean, a little primal scream, a country girl remix. You know that. You know that one. Never get too big. Never get too heavy. Never get too cool. You stop paying your dues. Oh yeah. What can a poor boy do? Better go back to your mama. She'll take care of you. It's, there's a certain 
BPM you're looking for, but also I find I used to be hip hop only, mm-hmm. and then I realized that music with guitars that's upbeat is actually better for me. Put on a little gun for you to work out too. Yeah, so we got to go. We got to go. Rancid mm-hmm. Salvation. I think that that's like. I want to be the first and only person to ever recommend Rancid on this podcast. <laughs> you are. Bra- <laughs> as brave and bold. An underrated band, to be honest. I mean, Operation Ivy is one of my favorite bands of all time, but they only put out one. Uh, record, when I was so, fourteen, you know, you I was straight it. edge, and I'd be like, Rancid's low key, kind of nice with it, you know. But low key, I mean, Rancid's one of those weird bands, kind of like Social Distortion, Jason, who like made it through somehow, mm-hmm. like broke through and had like major radio they became hits. Timeless but never artists, got corny. Yeah, they never got corny like Green Day. Like, mm-hmm. Rancid's still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I would go to a Rancid show, and it would be full of fucking freaks. Don't get me wrong. But There'd like, still be some real uh, real punks there. Yeah, it's like they still get respect from the community where they started, but they also, like, did K-Rock weenie roasts. <laughs> they'll, still, they'll still cut you with the bottle, whereas Green Day won't. <laughs> yeah, Green Green Day's in their mansion in, in you know, in Petaluma. They, they don't have time for this. <laughs> it's funny, like... When you think of brands like, like let's say, Green Day as well, how now if you go to a gig, it probably is like an older crowd. It's not like the 18-year-olds or maybe some 18-year-olds, but it kind of reminds me of... Uh, some of the kids. Some of the kids, yeah. But it kind of reminded me of, like, I don't know, 20, more than 20 years ago, I went to the Stranglers. So I was like mm-hmm. 17, 16. I went to the Stranglers. I'm like, we're the... Me and my friend, Max. <laughs> Chris. You and yeah. Max at a Stranglers yeah. show? And we're like the only young kids. Wow. And, they, and we're like, why is everyone so old? And now looking, thinking back, I was like, there must have been maybe, I don't know, 30 or 30 to 50 years. But for us back then, it was just so Strokes and the Libertines, you know, and suddenly we had the Stranglers and it's like, all right. Yeah, they're an old band. Damn, Libertine, Libertines, that's somebody we got to talk about. Now, now find find a way for me to talk about the okay, Libertines, I'll please. You, I'll tell you how, because <laughs> I actually was thinking I should get Pete on the on the pod because he's oh. active again. Should I get him? Yeah, they're back. Yeah, and then yes, let, I mean, us, I'm, let, let us have your sloppy I'll, seconds when you're done with I'll, them. I'll, I'll share yeah, we'll, anything, we'll, hit at, we'll hit after you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that the the libertines are just i mean that to me though is such a british like that just could never happen in america like it just would never happen like the music actually being that good yeah. and the guy actually yeah. being that famous at the same yeah. time that just is impossible we don't do that here but i mean <laughs> can't stand Albion. can't stand me now can't stand me now is a fucking absolute chris classic i'll bang that till i'm dead that is like as good as it gets and like the I, I don't know what it is with British people and their love for like it's similar to Oasis like where they really love the story of Pete and Carl yeah. the way they love Liam and Noel and like pitting them against each other and this and that and like who's the good who's the bad like are they kissing you know what I mean it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like it just went every it just went every way possible you know what I mean but if you date Kate Moss that helps you know that helps <laughs> that helps uh, I love it Fitting for the start, you twist into another part. Your life fingers through the dark, shattered the lamp with the darkness of cast. But you know you've got to be wrong, we're wrong. Just shut me up and blamed it on the ground. Call it the boy kicked out of the world, the world kicked back. I'm not fucking hard at all. If you wanna try, if you wanna try, there's no worse you could do.
what's what's happening? You guys are about to tour here, and tell me, tell me everything about how long gone. What's happening today? Where are you going for the next few months? Are you guys going back on a live We tour? Are. What's happening with the merch? I mean, you guys are killing it. I'm super proud of you. I'm, I'm in the tell middle of, of, oh, of posting about our merch right now. We have a new uh, shirt that just go. came out today. Thanks for staying focused. No, we have. <laughs> we have, <laughs> have no, hey, no problem. We I'm have, a multitasker, um, baby. You'll see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a multitasker. We, uh, we're actually doing a show in Toronto. Uh, Wow, shit. Next week with yeah. um, our friend Maddie Matheson, the week, chef, week the from chef from today. Toronto. And then we're going to do we're gonna do a, a show in New York. We're actually going to close out the Tribeca Film Festival with a show at, at Baby's All Right on uh, June 13th. And then we do have some stuff planned for the end of the year in New York and L.A. Um, I, the live stuff was just like it really worked for us and it was super fun. And we have the team that can put it together pretty easily. So it's like, let's keep doing it, you mm -hmm. know? And then, yeah, there's obvious, there's always more merch. There's always more bullshit going on. But also just like, I think Jason and I, after the year we had last year, we were a little bit like, let's just like get as good as we can at podcasting. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. let's just really do yeah. this. 10,000 like, hours. Let's like 10,000 hours. Cause it, cause it's like, I th you get all this great press, you do the tour, the merch is selling, everything's rolling. And I think the, the, this, the thing you get scared of then is that like, you need to be conscious of the podcast, not taking a back seat mm. to all this other stuff that like matters, of course, but that's not why anybody's family, here. You, you friends, know what I mean? relationships, like, stuff like that. It all takes a back seat to our podcast. None of that stuff matters. It's only, it goes, it goes working out podcasting. Those are the two <laughs> kind of, you know, the two, the, the, the two things that are most important, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I mean, I think more of that and obviously trying to get into things that are a little more uh, film based, video based, like, taping stuff like you know flirting with that a little more is is in the pipeline as well but i mean yeah for us it's just like we want to talk to people who are interesting and keep it moving that that's really that's really what it's about amazing yeah, want to add something them jeans <laughs> no i mean he like when you said just get better and better at podcasting it's kind of like as as the show grows you know ideally we'll be getting better and better access to guests that we really want that we couldn't get before in our infancy And every show that we do, kind of working our way up there, we get a little bit better at podcasting. And, you know, it, once, it, once it gets to that level that we're at now, you really have to kind of, like, remember that you're not just a podcaster because we do three episodes a week. So it's, like, such a big part of the, of the brain. So yeah. I, I've, I've found myself, the better I get at podcasting, I, the worse I get at being just a normal talker i'm like why am i having a conversation with you right now when i'm not making ad revenue on this uh i'd rather i'd rather just uh, yeah that's right. i'm just gonna sit in silence in my house until somebody turns a microphone on and yeah. then i'll you know then then i'll start saying the good shit otherwise you, oh you want me to you want me to be funny oh yeah, we're gonna yeah, have yeah. to hit the hit the venmo for that yeah. before i start <laughs> Oh, you thought this was a friendly meal? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is no, no, no. It's a content opportunity. But I mean, we do, we do like, it's funny though, because we like, we went to Coachella for one day um, a couple weeks ago and it was kind of like, why are we doing this? And it was like, oh, because we should talk about it. Like, it'll be fun to talk yeah. about. Like, it, this is what, you know, so it's like a little bit of that where it's like, we have access to these things that are fun and, and cool for us to do. And we get to see our friends and it's like, you know, a, a business opportunity to an extent, but it's also like people want to hear us talk about going to Coachella. They'll just talk for an hour yeah. about what we did at Coachella. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it all starts to, inform. it becomes material. And, and when you need more yeah. material and I mean, if the material is 
living life and going out in the world and doing things and having experiences that other people don't get to and then telling them about it. That's, you know, how great is that? Yeah. How much do you exactly. prep for like I, on a weekly basis for the episodes? You just kind of go in at this point and just like, let's see what happens. Or you actually make some mental notes or actually write down a couple of points where, okay, what happened this week in, in cultural world? Mm. I go in raw dog most of the time <laughs> like i mean espe <laughs> well especially well no i mean if it's just me and jason the episode we do on sundays it comes out on monday that's like the kind of the point of that yeah. one um you know it's it's supposed to be us just kind of catching up and i think we both kind of know what we're going to talk about and jason's always a little more prepared than i am credit to him um with guests i think it's like a little bit like usually we're pretty aware like we so we had five year foreign on this rapper today like i read the new york times profile of him the day before mm -hmm. you know what i mean just to be like i know the music i kind of know the story but let me like understand it a little bit more and also like no i you know i, I just think that that g gives you the baseline even though most of the time we don't want to talk about that stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm depending on the guest, you know, sometimes it's either all or nothing. Like I'll either not have time or, or not care and be like, you know what? I don't feel like taking notes. I'm just going to go raw dog and see what happens. Feel around in the dark until uh, I grab something that I like and then go from there. But for some guests, I will I will take the time. You know, if it's a musician, I'll listen to their music that morning when I'm working out or, you know, I'll list, like, listen to a couple of articles written about them um, being narrated to me with an app. Uh, and then I'll just grab little bits and, and then I'll just write them down in my notes app and I'll have a bullet point list of five or six things to talk about or just random. Like when we had 5VO4 on, on who's a rapper, I was just like, I don't know why. Like he keeps talking about pills, like Percocets in his music. So we're going to, I'm going to ask him what his top three favorite pills are. And he was like, oh, pills. All right, great. Let's talk about it. I love you know? yeah. Let's, so let's half go, the baby. podcast let's interview go. was just us talking about how cool pills are and how much we like pills and different pills to take for like, oh, you're going to be flying. You should take a, you know, half a Xanax on this. But if you're flying private, it's more turbulence than the bigger commercial flight. So you might want to have a little Percocet with that. So like, you know, sometimes that's what we want to talk about. We want we don't want to talk about the new album that has yeah. a feature on it with Alicia Keys and what was it like meeting working with Alicia Keys? Oh, it was good. She's good. You know, like I don't want to, we want to talk about your your chick spending too much of your money at Target buying candles and how you offset that with a Percocet addiction. That you know, it's real. It's real shit that you want to yeah. hear. Yeah, that's exactly what we. That's exactly what we want to. But every about. once in a while, we'll pull. We'll pull like a new headline. You know, something. You know, like Dave Chappelle gets tackled. So like we'll we'll talk about we it talk for about five that? or ten Can minutes. We talk but about that? other I mean, other podcasts they'll do a whole hour on it, and you're like, all right, a guy kind of hit a guy, and then that's it. Like, there's not that much to talk about, but you know, we'll we'll cover it. But very. And the briefly. goal is to become Joe Rogan level of a podcast. Yeah, that's right, reach. bro. I think exactly. Yeah, I think that I think that that's the. I mean, you know, I think that there's the ins and outs and the ups and downs of that. But hell yeah, we're happy. You we're happy I mean? to be like, the the cooler, the much cooler but much less wealthy version of it. Like, if we're only making twenty million a huh? year, like that's fine. <laughs> 
I'll be able to supplement. Once we get to that level, I will luckily be able to supplement it to get to 100 for well, me. Can, yeah. But if Jason's comfortable with 20, that's fine. I mean, Chris that's fine is already you, making that's, $80 million that's, uh, at his various, <laughs> his various enterprises. Dubious enterprises. But I don't, I mean, I don't, you know, Joe Rogan has to travel around with armed guards. Like, he, like, can't, like, go to a gas station without, like, really? somebody, yeah, like, yeah, wanting yeah, yeah. to, you know, cut him. Or something, you know, like Damn. at a certain point, if you're going to be that divisive and that famous and that influential and that powerful, like you, you it's hard to relax, man. You're just always yeah. looking over your shoulder yeah. because someone's going to want to slide tackle you. That's why we're or keeping worse. our podcast at a certain I, level, right? That's why we don't want to. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying. Look, I don't want to get too I big. Too I need big to guys. be able to hang out with my family. Like Jason, I got to be able to go to dinner. And I want to. I want to go to the mall be and have outside of forces every night and feel safe. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I want to yeah. be swarmed by fans. I don't want to be fucking murdered by them. You know. <laughs> yeah. I don't want yeah. my family to be dogs. But I do think that. I think that this format, the format that we work in is a little bit up for grabs to an extent. Mm. Like, I think it's like, you know, like it was Terry Gross first and NPR and mm. then like kind of Mark Marin, and Mark Marin's kind of washed. And it's like, obviously we're different than that. And like, it's, it's a little bit, I, I don't, you know, we're not talking to Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio yet, but like, I think this classic format of like the interview and what that can be and how, how it, how does it change and how does it kind of like how do we update it for our generation mm -hmm. i think that's like more of a comp than rogan because mm -hmm. i think rogan's a little bit like i want to talk for five hours and get you to say something fucked up whereas i think we want to talk for an hour and have a great time with you and and i think that it, I, the the previous incar the previous like big dogs it's always kind of serious mm -hmm. you, you know what i mean it's like I want to hear your origin story. I want to hear about how this bad thing mm -hmm. happened to you. And like, not that we're opposed to talking about that stuff, but that's not where we go in. Mm -hmm. We go in from a little bit of a different place and a little bit more fun place and a little more conversational. And I think that that is, um, what we are focused on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah, we don't, we, we like don't, the other stuff is yeah. great. I, yeah. I think we have a lot of common listeners between the three of us. And I think yeah. the general feedback I get is, it feels like they're hanging us, they're hanging out with us, you know, mm -hmm, they're like, mm -hmm. they're part of the cool kids table and exactly. they're sitting with us in the restaurant in the bar exactly. somewhere. Uh -huh. Cause again, we're not journalists. We're just like, we have, we're sharing the access. That's what we're doing. We're sharing yeah, the if access you, to if a you, wider world. If I meet world. a very cool person at a bar, I'm not going to interview them. I'm going to be like, how, how can I win them over? And, and have mm -hmm. everyone listening to this be like, I liked listening to these people talk. And that's it. Exactly. That's all you that's have it. to do. Exactly. And that's enough. That is enough. But one thing that differentiates us, we talk about music here. And let's go back to the music. And <laughs> <laughs> what's your go-to falling in love or heartbreak song? Oh. oh. <laughs> For Jason, it's going to be more like, what do, you, what do you tell chicks to listen to when you break their heart? Hey, listen, you can take it as you want. <laughs> okay, a good, a, so good, a good breakup recording. Bonnie Vare at live at Air Studios 4AD uh, Jag Jaguar oh, yeah. session. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's uh that's like <laughs> that's it's almost it's over ten years old now. It's it's is him. that the candle one? The one in Paris and the, on the sitting on the floor with the no, candles around? No, this is 
No, this is they're in like a big professional studio with two pianos and all these like like, crazy expensive microphones in this like really nice sound room. And it's Bonnie Vare and then Sean Carey, his like partner. And it's just them on two pianos and two microphones singing. So it's kind of like dueling pianos, but it's all very like emotional kind of heartbreaky kind of songs. And, uh, you know, when you need something, something hard, when you need a, a stiff one, this, uh, this helps you out. Falling in love, it's got to be, if not for you, George Harrison, on on All Things Must Pass. That's like as good as it gets for me, for sure. If not for you, babe, I couldn't even find the door. Up, I'm gonna take you all the way back. Give it to I'm me. gonna take you all the way back <laughs> to a song that from a band called Whiskey Town that I grew up loving. Who's who's it was Ryan Adams' band when he was oh, wow. in like yeah. his early 20s. So it's like kind of like this punk country. Like they got signed to a major. It's like of course like a tragic story. Like they broke up before they you know it all happened. But they have an album that is pretty important to me like i listened to this shit i waxed this thing in high school all the way up it's called faithless street it came out in 1996 so that's, <laughs> that that dates me a little bit but there's a song called if he can't have you and the chorus is just like if he can't have you i guess that nobody will 
You know what I mean? It's just like, it's upbeat and it's like, it feels like punkish, but it's like incredibly depressing at the same time. You know what I mean? So it's it's a little bit of that. But yeah, I, I love I love that song and I haven't thought about it in a really long time until you just asked me. Oh, well, can't wait to hear it and play it. <laughs> Jason, you just missed a beautiful, beautiful answer. So sorry. Okay. Well, I'm gonna tune in and listen to it, and it'll be yeah, it'll be a discovery. Uh-uh. Jason's now, Armand. Jason's heard all my bullshit already. There's nothing. There ain't no surprises. I mean, this relationship no must be anymore. so deep at this point. I mean, you must love each other, or do you hate each other? Sometimes no, I don't. No, we don't we I think it's really honestly strength. We don't really argue. It's not really. I don't know, man. It's just like a. There's like a common goal, and I think. We're both Jason's very mellow and I think I'm mellow when it comes to how long gone. And I also think Jason makes me more mellow. Like I think he's very he's a very measured person yeah. and I'm not. Uh, but I think that that works in our favor. Mm-hmm. That's why these freak shows are so attracted to me. I calm <laughs> them down, you know. Um, yeah, he calms them down. He I bring them. you into my bosom. Exactly. No- <laughs> Namaste. Come to my sauna. Come to my sauna. <laughs> you know what will fix you Come up? Relax Chris? In my sauna. Come have a sauna. I'm gonna give you purple, purple today. <laughs> Let's put on the lights. Yeah, Let's baby. see what's happening. Well, talking about dimming the lights after the heartbreak, you're feeling super sexy and you walk around town, either in LA or New York, and you have a spring in your step and you're feeling super sexy. What's the sexiest song? Oh, super sexy. Damn. I'm going to, there's actually a new song or new to me song, um, by this guy from New York named Paul Daly, uh, it's called Kimmy Rolla. (laughs) No, not Tom Daly. He can't sing. He he does look like he could be in a band. Shout out out to big Tom. Tom. (laughs) There's a song by this guy, this guy, Paul Daly, and it's called Kimmy Rolla. And it's just, his voice is like, just, it's got this weird baritone to it. It just feels like nighttime to me in a way that that that's all it takes is like a couple notes but the song is like a little bit of like a it's a little it's a little twangish as well but it feels like if a guy you know grew up in memphis but then moved to new york in high school (laughs) it's kind of the it's kind of the vibe which i i think is a is a cool description of it i'll take it i was drinking drive through daiquiri with the girl of your daddy's dream She was chopping mysteries for your heroes Just as I figured out what I risked my body for Tone Deaf Daro was knocking on heaven's door And sounded best to me lying on a checkered floor Cause she falling in and out of love with my shine And I follow suit now just to be kind It's a trick to wind but it keeps the time And crimes ain't what they used to be Can we roll up? Enjoy 
The girls are climbing to the top. Say we ain't falling, they were flying. Give me roll up. You can flip it, you can fry it. What do you got, Jason? I'm trying to think. I mean, do a leap, of course. Very sexy. Of course. Did you go see her in LA? I heard you're a big Dua fan. I know. I've never seen her, unfortunately. Only on Instagram. Uh, I think the <laughs> sexy, I mean, like when you're in your 20s, like air, you know, air is very sexy uh, feeling yeah. music. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, air. But then when you get a little more hair in your chest, then you just go straight to, you know, the Serge Gainsbourg. And, and you know, oh, like yeah, that's, that, you know, that kind of shit feels sexy to me. I mean, and then, you know, some Fiona Apple and PJ Harvey and mm. Mazzy oh, PJ, Star is go. very sexy. I, also a big Mazzy part of my... Stone. Also like to throw the cure into the mix here. Any Anything from Fascination Street, I mean, that is like, that is, that's very sexy. It's a little sad, but I equate sexy and sad. So that's fine mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Didn't you guys had Fiona Apple on the show at some point? Or maybe I, I'm just. It's I wish. Me. No, God, I wish. Are you kidding me? I'll sing every word of Shadow Boxer to her out of tune. <laughs> that will get her. <laughs> This fucking guy's probably had Fiona on like 11 times. He's like, oh, I'll text her. She'll come on. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what about you? You got a sexy one? I mean, I feel like you only listen to sexy music, bro. I own it. When I wake up, all the way to the Do you listen to to any non-sexy music, actually, Armand? Yes, but... Yes, but you know what? It doesn't matter what genre. I always go for a warmer and sexier sound. Whatever I, what it could be, even in heavy oh. metal or techno, I always go for something warmer. Always, Jason. Don't forget that he's living the Balearic lifestyle. Baby, come Let's on, not the forget. Just, he he invented this shit, bro. It's it's sexy all the time. He's that's why he's so in demand. He can pick the sexy out of any genre, which I I absolutely cannot do. Mm. You know, I do not have that skill set. It's not. It's the citizen of the world vibe is is part of you know. It makes I, sense. Yeah, I you. think it's just the difference it, of like we're into the kind of dark and cold sexiness. Like we yeah. uh, we're you know we're bottoms, we're subs. Sure. And then you're into the warm, <laughs> warm, bright sexiness, which is a positive top kind of energy. And uh, that's right. N- it, no, there's no wrong answer. We're both. We're all going to get our nut yeah. at the end of the day. It's we're just grinding in different that's lanes. Right. We're grinding in different <laughs> lanes. We're still building. And, and that's all you can kind of hope for, mm-hmm. I think, in, in this crazy mixed up. But Armand, world. don't yeah. sleep on the dark, cold nut. Okay. No, I have the I have I have the dark hole nut. I mean, I'm aware of it. <laughs> you know, okay. it sometimes it sometimes comes out with a nutcracker, but um, you know, <laughs> it's like once a year, like when it, the, when the lights are dim outside. Yeah, once a year is good. You don't want to do it all the time. 
No, you wanna, you, that's like one we, you want to keep edged. You know, I, uh, I always walk a fine line between chic and cheese, and I like to be most of the time horizontal. And that kind of equi- it's mm. like a, like you know, like that's even mm. part of my like when I talk to clients because it sounds so naff. But I mean, hello, director d'ambiance. What the fuck is ambiance, right? But it's such an so, intense yeah, so yeah. thing. A fine line it's so chic. airy and so like in the air, but it's so important, and and that's how it makes you feel. And most of us want to feel good about them ourselves, and most of us want to feel sexy you know we want to feel warmth so that's why it kind of when it goes back to music that's why it's so ingrained in me and that's i mean i live my life i live the balearic, balearic lifestyle as chris said i do that's fucking right you do I think that's cool <laughs> that's right I, and i live i live the middle class podcaster lifestyle so i'm glad that we can still remain friends even I though it's you, you know we're in different know tax brackets <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. To wrap up our little chat, the last one. Usually, I ask my my guests um, if your life would be would be a movie, what song would play in the end credits? But why? Let's rephrase this a little bit here today. Um, what's the song that's going to be played in the end credits of the How Long Gone documentary? Oh, oh, oh. man. When we're going to see in a couple of I'm years, there's a Netflix Con- and chill doc on, and it's about how long gone, how these two <laughs> weirdos managed to take over this new genre, this new medium, and just rewrite it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go Kanye West featuring John Legend, Blame Game. Because I know Chris is going to blame me for some shit. Who's fault? features an Apex Twin sample. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Reached, that's when the, the money got into the game. The love fell apart. The splinter, <laughs> the splinter happened. I'm going to go Simon and Garfunkel. Ooh. Bridge over troubled water. Oh. <laughs> because we. <laughs> that's what that's what we've had to create because all these other shitty podcasts are the troubled water. And TJ and I had to build the bridge to kind of mm-hmm. go over those. You know what I mean? Leapfrog them to We're the top. We're looking over the, the rail, charts. the bridge, like hi haters. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's your exactly water what looks we're very doing. troubled. And, yeah. and I'm on my little floaty underneath the bridge. Sail on, silver girl. Sail on.
You're in a small, you're in a sexy little dinghy. In my red little speedo. <laughs> you have such a chic little rowboat, Armand. Yeah, baby. I, I know. That's it's what I it's, love it's a na- nice dark dark yeah. wood a nice cherry mm. yeah i love that about napoli even today because when you see I mean, uh, chris and i were talking about like idea limited you know the the books the online books they have mm-hmm. all these great like vintage pieces and editions and you usually it's like you know this kind of nadia lee cone kind of aesthetic is like the 70s and 80s and 90s yeah. if you go to napoli today in the summer it still looks like that like the mm. guys are like tan leather like that's a skin and it's like tidal speedos and it looks so good on them still today mm-hmm. you know because you would look back yeah and it's a timeless look over there in it's napoli. a timeless look over there and i love it i mean yeah, you it's would, a timeless look if you if, if you can do it by god please i know you know I'm not sure it would go down well One in the hamptons day. but <laughs> you know no 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 no. it wouldn't it wouldn't they don't even well. like tans over there no they don't no we keep it white no, baby no, we keep it white thing. we keep it white <laughs> that's your right. words not ours armand great closing <laughs> words thank you so much I, I, we keep it waspy white on that color <laughs> <laughs> guys it's been a real pleasure thank you no thank you for having us this is this is the like i like we said this is the only other good podcast out so we're very pleased to hit the hallowed halls of the guests mm-hmm. and and you know if this gets jason one step closer to do a lipa then it was all worth it for me jason i had a plus one to her concert in la why didn't you hit me up motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> next time you know for the future future nostalgia will be back don't worry you know we can we can hit we can hit another city if we have to jason we can gas up the are we on air jet is this the first podcast you've been on we've done a we haven't done that many together though we really haven't yeah, we've a done ton. a few but we haven't done that many together mm-hmm. this is maybe number three or four but this, but this is the best obviously this is the coolest this is one. number three or four number one in our hearts yeah definitely the coolest one um thanks Armand. good to see you man thank you thanks for having us good to see you later ciao yeah bye Thank you for tuning in this week. If you want to listen to the full playlist, visit areweonair.com or our Spotify channel. You can also find us on Instagram and on YouTube at areweonair. And a big thank you to my wonderful team at Studio Noi. I'm Armand Nafei and I'll speak to you soon.